Hello and welcome to the Conscious Entrepreneurs Podcast, a series of inspiring interviews with spiritual leaders and entrepreneurs who have successfully turned their passion into their own business and who are dedicated to living their best possible life while making this world a better place through their work, offerings, and authentic presence. I'm your host, Anna Frolic. I am an intuitive guide and mentor for purpose-driven business owners who are ready to break free from their self-imposed limitations so they can confidently step into their true calling, make more money working less, and embrace the life their soul is craving. I'm so excited you're here with us, and I can't wait to introduce you to today's guest. For more information about this and past episodes, please visit www.anafrolic.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Conscious Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Frolic, and I have two guests here with me today. Priska Baumann and Boss Byers. Priska is the mother of the Shiro movement, as well as a life coach, actress, Reiki master, a professional dreamer and heart follower. And her passion is to support women in unfolding their highest potential and kissing their inner Shiro awake. In 2016, she followed her heart and left her life in Switzerland to live with the man she fell deeply in love with. And Boss, who is her partner, is a life and relationship coach, an author, and shamanic healer. And he is a father of two who is happiest when connecting deeply with Mother Nature and embracing all her secrets he is familiar with both light and shadow work and brings all of his experiences into the work he does with his love, Priska, where they both support people in preparing for attracting, manifesting, and keeping great love connections. So thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm so honored and so blessed to get to connect with you today. Yeah, thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah, thank you so much. It's a great honor to be here. Yeah, so to start with, I really wanted to hear a little more about your story, how you guys met, and I know it's quite the story. And yeah, I know you worked through quite a few challenges in the process of forming your relationship. So if you could tell me a little more about um, how you got started, uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Shall I start? Of course. Um, well, it is a very long story, so we are going to try to keep it a bit on the short side, shorter side. Um, it was in 2015, the summer of 2015, I was married. Um, I was still married then. And um, I was in this Facebook group. It was like a global group with aware, conscious people. It was also about meditation. It was about grounded spirituality. So... Because it was summer, it was holidays, I spent quite some time there. And there was this uh, Swiss uh, lady. <laughs> uh, and from the start, I really was very intrigued by her. Um, so we started connecting more and also through private messaging. Um, and really, we, we 
got to know each other better and better and there really was a connect and I really because it was it was just new for me like the things that I read in her stories and I felt in her uh, energy and it was yeah it was quite magical actually mm -hmm. and surprising and um, in the beginning it was just friend like we were friends because he, he felt like my gay friend you know because I knew he was married <laughs> and you know, like uh, there was like for me no I like there was no romantic idea behind it but then we had some like meditations um, in this whole group and then we all of a sudden like he just was in my room like I mean I also worked with energies before but he really literally I could see and smell him as if he would be there and I was like I was scared shitless I was so scared and because also because of this love that I felt for this man and but so therefore I didn't tell anything I was just like after the meditation I was like oh my god okay good night uh, I really was like I I really didn't dare to share anything what happened but obviously the same happened in his face as well because he opened up the second time which like the same thing happened in his meditations even if I was like oh my god no please no um yeah but then he opened up about it and told me that this happened that he could see me and i was like oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. um yeah the same happened here as well yeah and um yeah this is when we or boss actually wanted to get to know what this was what kind of relationship there was if this was just a pure soul connection if this was a real thing and, of and course, that, sorry did i interrupt you it had nothing to do with because i i wanted like someone else or that i wasn't happy in my marriage anymore and i was looking for someone else but it really felt so special and like i have been reading about soulmates and twin soul and and like i don't like these labels but i was so intrigued because i thought what is this because i never have experienced it and i just wanted to find out what it was um because i had a feeling if i now pushed it away and not like um Okay. anticipate on it then i will always feel this hole or this missing or i cannot explain it better but at one point then i decided okay i have to see her uh, in real life actually so then i asked her if it was okay that i came to switzerland and in the beginning prisco was no you cannot come because she already felt what might happen <laughs> um but in the end i just came and then when we met at the airport, then it was actually quite clear that it was not only uh, mm. a spiritual connection, mm. but it really was much more than that. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was like, now we, tell, we talk about it like, like a story, but actually it was a very scary time mm. because of course this meant that he had to go back and divorce. Mm. and I uh, had to leave my country in order to be with him because of course there were kids so it was clear that I had to go and yeah we had quite some <laughs> quite some obstacles to overcome in order to be together and of course also because of the kids and we wanted to respect their timing and yeah. you know there was a lot of stuff happening also with his health then because he got sick and had a burnout and yeah it was really a lot in our space so we like it sometimes feels if we're now together for around two and a half years yeah two and a half three-ish years around this time like in october 2015 we met for the first time half a year later i already <laughs> left my country mm -hmm. and he divorced. Um, but it feels like like we were like having already 10 years together yeah so so, so much happened in these yeah. three years mm -hmm. because the first part was was really about 
just getting life back on the tracks again and surviving and i think after one or even one and a half year we finally had felt some sort of peace that we could be truly ourselves that mm. we truly could connect and find out okay what is it and and, and how are we going to how is it going to work to in real work? life right yeah. because up to then it was always like this um i don't know this surviving mode as he just said yeah. no mm. yeah i can definitely relate i've been through similar experiences like in a different way but mm. definitely i know the feelings very well and you know it can yeah. be very unsettling like it, it just totally like you can't do anything about it, right? You just feel what you're feeling and, and it can be exactly. really scary. <laughs> yes, and expect, especially as, I mean, like when you fall in love with somebody, mm. you really don't want to hurt somebody. And I knew, we both mm. knew, there will be people deeply, deeply hurt. And, and especially you don't want to hurt kids. I mean, like this is just, it's so hard. And, and therefore it really was like to choose yourself, your own happiness over the, this, this family actually yeah. yeah it was so hard for the both of us and there was of course much mm. guilt much shame also in in, in the space and it, yeah we, we certainly grew from there and because we had to mm. look into some place where you normally don't want to no, look true mm. yeah i think that's what relationships do yeah um i followed your videos uh for quite a while prisca when you were in yeah going through this journey and i also watched one of your recent videos um where you kind of i think you shared your story kind of looking back and you were both in the video um one thing that i found really interesting was that yeah you mentioned like when you shared like in the past when you both shared the story from your own perspectives um Friska, like you got a lot of judgment uh while you didn't boss or not as much yeah. um yeah would you want to elaborate on this a little bit i find this like really fascinating and interesting even though it's sad um yeah it was very sad mm. um because well i had also in the beginning i also had people because i'm i'm um 11 <clears throat> 11 years older than prisca and in the beginning i also got like remarks that people said oh you you must have a midlife crisis and uh um, also people that, that left me as a friend. Um, but mostly when I talked about it, for example, on social media, then the most reactions were about, wow, that's so brave of you that you're choosing for, for a, a, a real f fulfilling love and that you really dare to step out and dare to go for your truth and your uh, desires. And Prisca, on the other hand, got an actually only from women i think mm -hmm. yeah. um who said yeah you uh you uh, wrecked up a marriage and if i uh could come through the screen i would slap you in the face and you are a, a slut and yeah really it was really so uh horrifying actually <laughs> and so different from the things i experienced yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and it was like for me it was like it was so interesting because of course it was the first time I was in such kind of situation and to really see, to feel the hate, it was really hate of these women. And of course, mostly, I guess these women have been hurt themselves mm. before, but it's just so interesting that, that because with him, they thought it was romantic even when he talked mm -hmm. about our love yep. and with me, it was this total opposite. And it really felt kind of biblical, you know, like when, back in the times when there was a guy when the woman had an, a new guy um that the, the the 
the woman got stoned, she got killed, and not this new guy or, or you know, like, or, or the, mm. the guy who has raped her even or whatever. Yep. It felt like so unfair <laughs> and so old somehow. Mm. Um, yeah, and it was really, for mm. me, it was, it, was, it was really an interesting thing to look at um, when, I, when I could start, start stepping out of the hurt because I have to admit in the beginning it hurt like shit. Yep. Also, of course, because there was a part of myself believing that I was a family wrecker and that I hurt people and that I now, yeah, that these kids will go, are going to have a trauma for the rest of their lives, of course. So mm. it resonated somewhere. So therefore, it yes, touched it me. Yeah, touched. of course. Yeah. yeah, we always get our own reflection. and. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's really interesting to see how deep deeply ingrained those um, beliefs still are in our society, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. yeah, think it's, very deeply. Yeah. yeah, and also it was also interesting. People we got to know together, they unfriended me and told all kind of stuff about me, but they were still friends with Boss. Well, actually, he was leaving his family, you know, and it was just mm-hmm. so it was so how how can this be? It's yeah. so interesting to to see. How this is. And it, it goes very fast because people like make assumptions without knowing the whole story. Because for example, when I, for the first time, when I was in Switzerland, I really didn't want to know from Prisco what her decision would be. So I really left for Holland with the idea of, okay, this is really solely my decision. I don't know. Maybe Prisca says that she doesn't want to be with me, but I don't want to, take that in like to influence my mm. decision. So it was really only my decision. And if people would know that, then they really could. And I'm sure they would still not do that, but <laughs> then they could take Prisca out and then I would be the, the, the bastard or the culprit or whatever. But it's so easy to, especially, and maybe it's very black and white what I'm going to say now, but especially amongst women, there's so much hate and nastiness going on between sisters and this is really mind-blowing for me in this case there's also other sisters of course of course but yeah in this case it was really quite um yeah into your face (laughs) what are some of the the key shifts you would say you went through to kind of heal from that experience and so you could really open up and deepen your relationship and find that inner peace in the relationship so you could really um, enjoy your connection more and, and not be so worried about what everybody else is thinking. And, mm-hmm. and um, Like, I think exactly this, like taking, like really realizing in the end it's about us. We know the truth. We have been there. We have seen what has happened. We, we yeah. And we know it, it, it was extraordinary. We, we, there was magic somehow and that it was we really acted from the pure heart and to act in the end really rely on that and and rely on our truth following our truth no matter what i think this is a is something that i took out of this whole story as well where i feel felt like this is grew us we grew even stronger together and to really feel he holding my back and you know also when when he read through these comments that he was like shocked and really was also supporting me and asking me how I felt and so I really think we went through that together and this was a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing for me also to experience as a woman yeah yeah it really strengthened the the bond that already was there yeah and um it's yeah it's so difficult to to 
put in short what it exactly is, but for me, it really was the um, always we we like up to a point that mostly I had like, oh, can we please stop talking because I'm really so fed up with it. But we talked so incredibly much about every little fart that came up, every emotional thing that came up, um, and I think in the beginning not because we really got triggered enormously but finally we also were able to keep seeing each other's mm -hmm. needs through our own pain and this really was for me this really was a, a, a an eye-opener that that you still can feel your own pain but through that being able to see the other one and this mm. realization really made me connect even more to Prisca um, and uh, yeah so this healed a lot and this strengthened a lot for me. Yeah, mm, that's so beautiful. All right, let's fast forward a little bit. Um, one thing I really wanted to ask you about too is you eventually started working together as a team, like you got the inspiration to start sharing your story um, and work together in a business setting. Um, when did you first get this inspiration and... Um, yeah, what was kind of the, was there like a a pivotal moment for you to take that step? And um, yeah, how did this evolve for you? Um, well, the, the, the idea, Prisca already, like for a very long time, had the idea that it would be so cool if she could work with her partner on... Um, just spreading love, teaching about yeah. love. This is what I would, I always had this idea, like this vision of working together with my loved one. And so therefore it was already actually from the start somewhere. Like the inspiration me. already was there. This was already mm -hmm. there. This like feeling of, oh, I would love to do that. And, but, yeah. and for me, it was more like I was working as a teacher in a, in a special needs schools. And I always had this feeling this is not something I want to do for a very long time anymore because it emotionally was very draining. Um, and I also, it was not like a priority thing, but I, I always had this idea, oh, I would love to be, um, how do you say that? Self-employed? Um, Self-employed, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then actually when we met and when we uh, 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 became a couple and we started to fantasize because we love to fantasize uh, together and we started to, to, to fantasize about, okay, what, what could we do and how would this look like? And then it actually culminated and culminated mm. into what we have now. Um, and I think the real organizing of the stuff happened maybe one year ago. Two. I think two years ago we started to mm -hmm. start doing videos together. Yeah. But now that it's some kind of a business, like it's actually this year this where we year. really have mm -hmm. like also stuff that mm -hmm. we actually sell. Before it was more just sharing our story mm -hmm. um, because it was really, really important for us to share because there are so many um, um, couple coaches out there, you know, that show this beautiful side of a relationship you know and they all you always see the beautiful parts of their relationship and we really also wanted to share the ugly stuff so we really also had for example videos when we both were crying or you know like just really the stuff when while we were in it sharing because we really felt like this can be of like people can benefit from mm -hmm. that because they can see how we're actually doing it and so we really wanted to share 
all the shit. So this is also why it's called Love Relationship. Mm, yeah, I was just going to ask you how you exactly. came up with that name. Yep. Oh, that name, that was like it's a whiskey so night. It's so perfect. It was, yeah, it came, <laughs> a it's a whiskey night. night then we it's... were <laughs> drinking a whiskey, one of the best whiskeys. We, not that we drink very, very seldom whiskey, alcohol in general, but this was like a whiskey evening. And then all of a sudden we were just making fun because we didn't want it to have too spiritual and too sleazy. And then all of a sudden this just popped in, in our minds and we loved it and since then it's love relationship yeah yeah and it really fits perfectly because what prisca already said it's like relationships it is hard work it's there's it, not always of course up. because you also have periods that it's just flowing and everything is nice and beautiful but if you really want to build uh, a conscious steady healthy relationship you you have to work and you have mm. to go through the shadows and through the shit and mm. yeah especially when you meet a love like that when you re really mirror each other stuff in like this in the face well there's actually no other way than <laughs> meeting the shit as well because mm. what what you said this is what relationships do mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah yeah that's that's really beautiful and yeah kind of seeing the parallels of my own story, um, like the relationship I'm in now, um, like we've been together for four and a half years. It, mm -hmm. It's a bit different, like the way it evolved. Um, but I think, yeah, one thing I've really seen is like when I see that I'm closing my heart to myself or to others, I can see that in the relationship. And yeah. for me, it's always, um, like I don't get a lot of triggers, but I kind of see when I'm hiding in a comfort zone and I'm not really opening up and, and that it's kind of a comfortable space or, mm -hmm. uh, but then at some point, okay, this, I don't think I want to be in this place for the rest of my life. And, and yeah. for me, it's yeah. really been a, a challenge or an opportunity to open my heart again. And um, after going through some highly traumatizing experiences uh -huh. in the past with guys where I kind of felt this overwhelming love, but I started yeah. shutting down then. Um, so now I'm kind of in the opposite situation where yeah. it's more like, you know, we get along really well, but we kind of have to step out of our comfort zones to, mm. um, yeah, open up to love again. And it's yeah. also beautiful. Um, it is. And it's scary. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful. Yeah. At first, it's so scary. It's so, mm -hmm. so scary when you have to leave that place and we ha when you have to show yourself so vulnerable because there's really, mm -hmm. you really feel like I'm showing you like the, the most precious part of myself and please, please, please don't hurt it. You know, like, mm -hmm. and, and I also so feel you with this too muchness that yeah. I'm naming it now because I also am such a, I love so abundantly when I love, bam, there's just so much love. And I also had this feeling of, oh my God, am I too much again, too much love? Am I showing it too much? And having this tendency to hide and to small and, and, and he can take all the love. That's so cool. <laughs> and I had to learn as well to really trust the fact that he can take my all, like also in the, also when I'm having a bad emotion or bad, there are no bad emotions, but like some kind of uh, emotion that we actually label as bad or as whatever, um, that he can deal with that as well. And I also have to say, I also had to test him. Mm -hmm. I unconsciously certainly tested him because like you just said, me too had some like experiences that where I just learned that you cannot show all of yourself. It's just too much and people get scared mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, shit happens then to you. So it really was, it was also there and unlearning again of these, uh, Rephrasing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, definitely been there. I think I can really be scared it yeah to um, if you're this kind of person who naturally loves so deeply and and you just love to share and sometimes yeah, if you meet the kind of mirror who um, is afraid of that, then it can really hurt right mm. yeah. mm. very much very much and yes so it can be definitely be a process to um, I guess learn that we're beautiful and and amazing the way we are and there's True. there's nothing wrong with you you just yeah, find the right person to share your love with yeah that's exactly it. that that's it. exactly mm -hmm. that yeah. yeah if another person cannot take your love it doesn't mean that this is a bad person or that you're mm -hmm. wrong it's just you're not a fit yeah. so exactly. like if a person mm -hmm. cannot take perhaps has not the ability to love that deep yet or has not enough self-love to receive your love because yep. they, they think oh they're not worthy of so much love or there can be so many reasons why the other just rejects you in some kind of way but yep. um mm -hmm. yes this is because we also think this is the reason why some kind of self-love is required that you can actually receive the love of another person mm -hmm. otherwise absolutely you're yeah. always going to push it away and thinking oh you this must be a lie or yeah. whatever yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if we're very, we are very big in saying, "Hey, you don't have to love yourself completely and twenty-four-seven no. in order mm -hmm. to deserve love." This I really yeah, yeah, like the biggest out yeah, there in totally. the virtual world it's at true. all. Mm -hmm. Because no one does that. This is mm -hmm. enough to be self-compassionate from time to time. But mm -hmm. so really, you are. It, it doesn't matter if you're feeling broken you're never broken because you're always whole but even if you feel it like that or you think that's something wrong with you you still deserve love and you still mm. deserve like to have a partner that takes that loves you and takes care of you mm. yeah. the other way around and this is really the biggest biggest thing to tackle um i think both in men and women i see it more in women i think that there is such a belief that you first have to do all the work mm -hmm. And you have to some sort reach a state of perfectness, enlightenment, enlightenment <laughs> almost, and then finally you are worthy of the one. And this is impossible. Then you have to wait till you're ninety, and even then you are not perfect. Yes. So, it, like, it's also if you meet like like your big love, or or even just a, a beautiful person that that loves you for a while, if you can see it as a teacher and as a, a, an opportunity to, to grow together as well uh, then every experience is already um, a gift actually and not always in the mm -hmm. very beautiful wrapping but it's always a gift mm -hmm. if you are able to see it yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah I, I love that you brought that up because that was like one of the the keys for me like when I met Cole my partner my current partner um i think that was one of the key shifts i made um i was in that totally in that place where i was just you know i had the spiritual understanding and the awareness of how we all mirror each other and mm -hmm. um but yeah it can be sometimes tricky to implement if we don't really see it from like because we see the human perspective then we see the spiritual perspective and like I was totally in that place, constantly analyzing, you know, what am I doing wrong and and thinking I needed to change something about myself to basically get that reflection back from somebody specific I thought I was meant to be in a relationship with, like all sorts of things. But when I let that go and I just 
basically set the intention um, to meet someone who can meet me where I'm at and who loves me the way I am right now. And I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to be perfectly healed in order to be uh, with my soulmate. Um, that changed everything. Like then yeah. after that, just it went so fast. Like we met within weeks. So it's, That's yeah. Cool. It really is one of the biggest mm. blockages in yeah. the spiritual world. I totally True. believe mm. that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, when we, we can, everything, it's, mm. it's more, it's more that we have to commit to know that uh, to want to want this love and still be in this flow. And we let this go of this idea. I have to first, yeah, what you just said, being healed totally. Mm. Mm. It's really not how it works. And it's really a contradiction, I think. I mean, when we love ourselves, that's when we heal, right? Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, when we think like, we almost need to force ourselves to, to get into that place and we just True. we yeah it doesn't work so no. yeah, it's like we only mm. love ourselves when we are actually actually fixed and this is not mm. the way it works no. we can mm. love ourselves like how we are right now mm. <laughs> with all our edges and our yep. stuff that is going on in our space plus i also believe that um some things you cannot heal on your own or mm -hmm. you cannot even reach on your own you really need a mirror a mirror that is really so connected to you and where you really dare to be the most vulnerable version of yourself then you can reach mm. the most deepest places because for mm. example before i met prisca i had read books i have done workshops i have done a shamanic education i thought i healed like most of my my inner wounds or my shadows or whatever you want to call it then and I then came. this lady popped up <laughs> and then <laughs> It started all over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally know what you're saying. I kind of see also when I when I entered my relationship with Cole, like the first thing that happened, even though I hadn't been in a relationship for a really long time, and the patterns that I experienced in the meantime were like totally different. But the first thing that ha happened was basically I I totally went back into the same patterns like the from my previous relationship, like all those same fears came up. Yeah. And I, I went through them very quickly. Like it didn't last long, but that was kind of okay. You know, I thought I was done with that mm. particular relationship or that pattern, but no, I I just needed to kind of see it again to then be done with it. <laughs> I think it's That's like funny. an echo. You know, you can, and you know it's like mm. an echo from the past, and there, and you can also see where mm. you're actually standing. Not that you think, oh, I'm in the shit again, and everything is still the same, and nothing actually happened no it's actually just a reminder and then you see oh okay this is still there okay but i handle it differently now yep. so because also many many people are so afraid to step into or really attract also a relationship because they're afraid that they will repeat all the patterns mm. from the past again mm. but of course we did we were doing the work so we're not at the same level anymore and you will mm. handle it differently so as you said mm. it went very quickly it was there and you probably were like oh my god no, 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 I don't want mm. it anymore. Mm. Like, I had it too. I had it so badly. So many times mm. I thought, like, oh my God, I thought I was through that. No, not again. Yeah. Um, but as you said, it's so much quicker and it's also, it's much easier yeah. to go through it. Mm, absolutely. It's and it's yeah, also think, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> sorry. It's also something you can celebrate because mm. whenever these echoes uh, pop up again, it's also a reminder a very clear reminder that you already have done so much work mm. that you already mm. grew so much yeah. yeah 
Totally. And I think when you have the awareness, then you, you know where to set the boundaries and, and make exactly. different choices. I think that's all it really is in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. One thing I really wanted to ask you guys about too, is, um, and I think this is something that a lot of people talk about in the like relationship coaching world, um, differences between men and women in the relationship and, kind of how to navigate them to, um, yeah, create a good foundation for a relationship. I think you know what I'm trying to say. Um, what would you say, like, in what ways would you say from your perspective, um, men and women are different in relationships and what are some of your tips to um, navigate those differences and and create a foundation for good understanding and, and yep. love and all those things. Um, well, we talked about it yes. this, this afternoon a bit and Priska said it actually very beautifully. She said, um, men need to feel free in order to feel safe. They need to feel this freedom in order to feel safe. And women need to feel safe in order to connect to, f to the freedom, to feel free. So it's actually the same ingredients, but the way towards it is totally... <laughs> Hi! <laughs> Hi, wow. my kitty. Hey, this is sweet Pete. <laughs> He's yeah. so sweet. It's a he? It's a she. he. It's oh, really? She. Such a big one. <laughs> oh, she looks maybe big on camera, but she's pretty okay. small. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so yeah, this, this is like, like, for men, it's more via freedom towards safety and for women it's via safety towards freedom and if i look at me and i'm also in much men's group so i i think i know a bit what what plays amongst men is that for men it's really mm, most important that they feel respected that they feel some sort of admired that they that they feel seen in their presence in their masculine core and for women it's more that they need to feel loved and they need to feel nurtured taken care of and of course um, this is very mm. black and white but it's it's mix, it's mixing in the end i think that in the ingredients in the end are the same we we all need the same it's just different i think it's very important that we know it's like especially with, with us it's so obvious we are even from different different cultures here's that he's dutch i'm swiss and we really feel that and also that he has a totally different upbringing than yeah. i am so we're very aware of that but actually every relationship is um a different culture and even if it would be the same gender actually because we grew up differently we have different belief systems yep. and so on and so on but especially with men and women it's very obvious that we are not we, we, we speak actually a different language and we have to really learn yeah. the language mm -hmm. of this other person and there's not one language of the man and one language of the women it's like every person has its own language and i think it's just very very important again that we communicate that we really learn to listen and not just listening to get an answer but really listening and really to try to understand what is the need behind the words what does he mm. or in this yeah in this case he really Indeed. mean what yeah. is the need behind this and to really understand, to really get to understand each other. Yep. And I think this is really also, this is the bridge in every relationship to really listen and trying to understand and put yourself into the other, the shoes of the other actually. Mm. 
um, to really get into this experience. And also then, then it also needs that you sometimes take a step back and that you um, don't push through what you exactly want in a certain situation. For example, what I have and what lots of men have um, is that at some point when there, uh, when 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 uh, we are talking about emotional stuff, or when I have been ignited into some sort of an emotion, then I cannot talk immediately. Mm -hmm. Then I really have to withdraw for a while, um, and work through it somehow, and then I can go in a conversation with Priska. And. Like in the beginning, we had, we had things with that as well. And uh, that Priska thought I was not present or that I thought, woman, can you please shut the F up for a <laughs> while? Um, and this was really, um, and it's also about taking responsibility because like Priska cannot look into my head. And at one point, if I feel the need to withdraw, then I have to take the responsibility to communicate that to her. Mm -hmm. Then I say, Priska, I really would like to talk, but I cannot now. So you really have to leave me alone for a while. And then she knows, okay, okay. I have to take a step back. Yeah. And this, I think this is, this would be for me the biggest advice. Take responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, Ask for and, what you need. Yeah. And communicate, 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 communicate. Mm. Because this is really so incredibly important. And I see so many couples who, even spiritual aware couples, who just don't talk about stuff mm. that I think, what? Mm. It's mostly because we're afraid to show ourselves. Mm. Because, for example, it takes really some, it really takes some gut to tell, like, your partner that you're, for example, jealous of because of his behavior. Because then you think, oh, jealousy is such a you don't, stupid, emotion. stupid emotion. You're not allowed to be jealous. And, you know, because in the end, everybody's free. And, you know, men don't like, they like to be free. And I don't want to make, like, be clingy or whatever but to really say hey this is hurting me and uh, taking responsibility for our feelings and saying you are hurting me and this is yeah. wrong but really mm -hmm. saying hey this thing is hurting me because perhaps i know why and perhaps i don't but to really lay it out and then he knows or he can then decide what he's going to do with it if he's going to change it or not um but i remember in the beginning it was so hard for me to to show my weak side because you know it's i was known for being the strong one and you know like understanding everything and and to all of a sudden okay i'm actually not only that strong because i have this and this and this too it really took me some yeah to took me something to to show that to him and i mm -hmm. think the other way, the other way around as well, as well. yeah mm. Definitely. Yeah, definitely been there as well. Um, yeah, one thing that I was just thinking of, um, like one thing I've experienced definitely in my own relationships and that I see a lot in others as well, um, I think like the societal conditioning that we have around what it means to be a man or what it means to be a woman. And I think especially for us women, like um, maybe in the last I don't know, 100 years or so when we started, um, I mean, long story, but I think when we entered the the work world, more like corporate environments, um, I think we, a lot of us kind of learned to act like men or um, that that was really difficult for me for a while and in my relationships, like learning to actually not always be in my masculine side so much and not be so controlling and and 
be more receptive and and mm-hmm. actually allow a man to a man to be there for me mm-hmm. um yeah. is this something you experienced as well and um like what what would your number one advice be for for women who struggle with this or i guess also for men who mm-hmm. um, may be experiencing this um well, maybe you can t- say something about women. Yes, I, I really think because I know the struggle. I certainly mm-hmm. know the struggle, and we also see a lot of our people, our clients, especially the women who you know are business are owners, and yeah, yeah, they have their life, and 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 but then they don't know how to switch, as we just said, into the feminine. And I really think it's in the end, it's like an exploration to really explore what does it mean for me because. I don't have to compare myself to every other woman. What does it mean to myself, to me, um, to be a woman? Um, what kind of feminine aspects in my life did I suppress a bit? Or how would I actually like to be also treated as a woman? And of course, then it has to start within me. For example, when I like to be taken care of um, by a man or be protected, then I have to give him the chance to do so. Because I saw myself doing constantly, you know, then I was, I was like, like a donkey was carrying all the, the bags. <laughs> like, I can't help it. No, 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 it's so good. And I, I carried all my stuff on my own. And if you wanted to help me or bring me somewhere, I was like, no, no, I can do that on my own. And to really see, oh, okay, wait a minute. This is not really being a feminine, that, like, take, like, like, like letting him taking care of me or something. So really in these little things where you can just observe yourself and see the patterns, where you want to be the strong one or the independent one and just get stepping out of your comfort zone and letting, because first in the beginning, it feels like you're weak. Mm. In the beginning, it felt like, for me, it felt like, oh, this feels, I'm weak when I let him do that. But then to shift into slowly, it's a process to really shift into, no, it's actually being in my feminine and receiving, really this receiving muscle, please. We all need to (laughs) train our receiving muscles and to um, really, Get it and receive it. It's really the receiving part. Yeah. And yeah, just don't, please don't go and, and compare yourself. Really find mm. your own way. What does it mean for you now in this situation, in this moment of life where you're at? What does it mean to you to be a female or a woman? And it also helps me to look for um, role models, yeah. people that, I'm, that inspire me to see how, how, what, what do they do? How are they then acting around men? How are they acting in life in general? Um, can they receive beauty? Can they receive compliments and so on and so on? So for me, it's always because uh, I'm also an actress and I, so I'm very, I love to like really um, um, look at people and observe people and, and really study people. So for me, this is really a tool that I often use to really also get a sense of what they're doing differently than I am doing. But it has nothing to do with comparing. It's really just getting um, inspiration. Mm-hmm. And just, oh, okay. Okay, this I can implement. This I can train. And um, yeah, and really going into your, also into your sensuality. I think it has a lot to do with mm-hmm. it. To really feel more and not to think about what you feel. To really feel it in your oh, body. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. being present in this, in these sensations. So I think there's a lot of things that you can do also going to sister circles if, if, if you're kind of drawn to that or uh, like women's circles I mean or belly dancing can also have like, if you work from the body through to, to, these, to this femininity or yeah there I think there's everybody has different kind of entry, entry points into yep. that 
So this. Yeah, for, for, for me, it's it's very important because to realize that there is always this polarity. Um, for example, like when Priska told about, I was constantly the, the, the one organizing everything and putting the bags on my shoulders. <laughs> this also said something about me um, because like the, the, the universe or whatever always wants some sort of a balance. So if the balance is not correct, if I am too much in my feminine uh, power or energy, then Prisca has the need to fill in the spot of the masculine side. So this, whenever I saw this happening with us, it also was like some sort of an eye opener for me. Okay, now I have to step up. Um, and this is, for me, this is really uh, uh, beautiful because then it's not about blaming anymore. Like, oh, you always with the bags, you don't let me feel like a man and her, her. <laughs> but it's also taking responsibility again about, um, yeah, but I think this is also, there was also a woman um, we know and she, uh, uh, she's married and they have children. And she said at one point, uh, I, I'm not sexually uh, attracted to my man anymore because he's doing all these these female things. He's taking care of the children and he's cooking and he's cleaning the kitchen. And of course, this needs to be done as well. But for her, this was really a thing that he had to get more in his masculine um, power, energy. Um, and I also really did this would for me also an advice if you are a woman who, who lost connection with her femininity or a man who lost connection with his masculinity, just look where you can re, uh, rebalance things out. And also if you are not in a relationship, then what Priska said is very important for me to, for me, it's very important to connect to other men and to uh, sometimes also do like these very cliche man things like going in the woods and, and climb in a tree or, Go, uh, oh, big man, or <laughs> these kind of things. Yeah. yeah, I think what you said is also very important that, for example, this woman who saw that her man wasn't attracted to her anymore because he was so feminine, that she could have started balancing it out because this meant that she was too much in her masculine and she could change that because then she can take over responsibility and take over more of the feminine again. So it's really a play together. And yep. mm -hmm. if you can talk together, it's even better because then you really can find ways together how you can support each other into to getting into this kind of energy that mm -hmm. you actually want to have or be in. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing all that. There's a lot of valuable information in there. Um, and yeah, I think we're almost at the end of our conversation, but one thing I really wanted to ask you is um, what are you currently working on and what are you currently offering to your community, like business-wise? Um, yeah, well, we have now already for, for almost seven months, we have the Love Relationship Academy. It's an online community where we uh, tackle every month a new topic and we go very much in depth into all kinds of things like attachment styles. Also jealousy we had now uh, recently. Um, yeah. The difference between needs and expectations. So we, we go into that. And now this is very exciting. Yeah. Maybe you want to tell it? <laughs> yes. We're finally going to take on one-on-one coachings, private coachings. 
and we were like currently creating packages um, with great offers. So this is what we are working on. And in the future, we're also working on um, a single course for women yep. um, to really like attracting this kind of love and looking into old patterns, clearing out the old stuff, clearing the energy and being ready for something new. But first, mm -hmm. we really now want to focus on, on one on one coaching and we are going to accept a few a few selected clients and uh, we're really looking forward to that and this is really even if i say it myself it's really it gets me really <laughs> very excited because we also have apart from the coachings we also have so much very valuable and very uh, cool uh, bonuses that we can give in these packages so mm. yes it's so really where we are cool yeah. yeah, sounds very exciting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, maybe I'll um, sh include some of that in the show notes as well. Um, other than that, um, what are the best ways to get in touch with you? You know, whoever's watching or listening well, wants to learn more about uh, how to work with you. Mm -hmm. So, like we have a we have a website, like almost everyone, loverelationships.com is the uh, address. But I think to really connect with us, we are very active on social media. So yeah. we have also a fan site um, that is called um, Love Relationship. On Facebook. Um, on Facebook, exactly. Or I think it's Love Relationship with Boss and Prisca. I'm not sure because Love Relationship, I don't know. You, when you give in Love Relationship, you will find us. Mm -hmm. and, okay. um, yes, I think. And on Instagram, we're also quite active. So, But I think this is mm -hmm. the, the best way to interact with us and to also learn. And we're also open to you can also like, reach out mm -hmm. to us on our private Facebook pages. We love to interact with people and to also answer questions. Yep. And, and we also have, a, uh, you, you can also you. reach us via email. And that's just, um, the, the address is us at loverelationship.com. Yeah. Mm, awesome. And of yep. course, we have the YouTube channel. I always forget oh, that. Oh, yeah, right. Quite cool mm. videos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> lots of great content. For yep. sure. And yeah, I do want to say I've been following you on Instagram mostly and I really love your posts. Uh, thank, so, you. thank you so much, um, Anna. Yeah. yeah, it was such a pleasure having you today. Thank you so much for thank all you. the great uh, advice that you shared and for being so open. Um, yeah, I think this will be really inspiring and helpful for a lot of people. And uh, yeah, I also wanted to say thank you to everybody who's listening to us today or watching the video, depending on where you're tuning in. And I will be back with my next episode very soon. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Anna, very much. Thank you for listening to the Conscious Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating on iTunes. For more information about this and past episodes, and if you're interested in working with me privately, please visit www.anafrolic.com <laughs>